0: Welcome to the Blake Radio Network, Rainbow Soul. I'm your host, Deirdre Shuler, and my show is Topically Yours. Well, it's hard to believe that it's already the upcoming 10th anniversary of the death of Michael Jackson, which took place on June 25th, 2009. And because it's a, coming up this year, and in behest of that, I have invited the very talented director, producer, composer engineer, and sound visual designer, Darren Ross, to the show. Obviously, Darren wears many hats, yet has found the time to create his Michael Jackson tribute, Extravaganza, which is entitled, Invincible, a Glorious Tribute to Michael Jackson. A production he will again be bringing to Lehman Center for the Performing Arts, which is located at 250 Bedford Park Boulevard West in the Bronx on Saturday, May 25th, at 8 o'clock. So be sure to get your tickets. And you can do that by calling the Lehman Center box office at 718-960-8833, or you can go online at www.lemancenter.org. Well, before I introduce Darren Ross, let me tell you a little about, little about him. Mr. Ross recently completed the score and soundscape for Alvin Alley American Dance Theater's first two-act ballet called Lazarus and will also be featured in an upcoming documentary called Mr. Alley. In the past, Ross completed the score and sound design on Alvin Alley's documentary project entitled Beyond the Steps and other former works for Alvin included the Ballets, Love Story, and Reminiscence. Ross has done sound design and composition for Susan Laurie Park's Top Dog Underdog production as well. Mr. Ross started his career by producing and engineering songs with jam-on production, which led to various television and radio productions, or record productions, I should say, and his working with Dr. Lenny Harris for over 32 years. Eventually, he established his own record label, IQ Records. Ross is a recipient of the Bessie Award, a 2002 New York Dance and Performance Award for his music composition and soundscape for the production Roman Jewels. His sound design and composition credits are numerous and include Functified, Lifted, Heaven, Facing Mecca, Prince Scarecrow's Road to the Emerald City, the Camel Center Presents Philodonco, Danceco, the Philadelphia Experiment, the Urban Funk Spectacular, King Michael, the Pennsylvania Ballet, the Memphis Ballet, the Colorado Ballet, Love American Style, Morris Hines Hot Seat, the Kennedy Center Honors, and numerous dance theater works. Ross, who is the president of Ross Live Entertainment, is currently touring his production, Invincible, a Glorious Tribute to Michael Jackson. Well, I have Mr. Ross with us, who's been waiting patiently in the wings, so let me introduce him. How are you, Darren?
2: Hello, Ross. I'm glad to be on your show, yet again, to talk about Invincible.
0: (laughs) Exactly. A, you say that so well.
1: Yeah, I've well, coined, I I pretty mention,
0: much coined that. Uh, I noticed that. I've worked with you a couple of times on different, well, the same project, but in different uh, ways. And uh, mm-hmm, definitely. so I know what you're capable of. <laughs> let me guess, Let me ask you about Eva Bornstein, who is the executive director of Lehman Center for the Performing Arts, which by the way, is located in the Bronx, for those who don't know. And she was she the first to bring your tribute show to the New York area?
2: Yes, for sure. Um, I had done an APAP, which is an Arts Presenter Showcase, in late 2009, and I ran into Ava to invite her to view it. I assured her that the quality of the show I was producing on Michael Jackson would be on the same level of the productions I had brought to her venue previously. She was excited. Uh, She came and saw the showcase and then she uh, booked us for June 25th, 2010 and history was made. Uh, Ava has been a major impact in the success of the production. She has been an amazing reference for other presenters of the quality of my productions and I really thank her dearly for this.
0: Yes, and now she's bringing you back on Saturday, May 25th.
2: Oh, yes, May 25th. It's going to be remembering those times.
0: And I understand a lot of renovation has gone into the theater. They're getting wider seats and new carpeting, and maybe even making an adjustment to the stage, which would probably be helpful to you, correct?
2: Uh, that, that would definitely be helpful. Uh, for sure. When Ava contacted me, that's the one thing she had said because I think the last time we had brought the production to her venue was 2014. So she said, you know, we're getting a, a big grant to renovate the, the venue. And I want your production to be one of the first productions in the new venue. And I said, wow, thank you. This is great. Um, so yeah, we're going to be in the new facility. So people need to come out if you love Michael Jackson, his music, uh, just his works in general. Just come out. Let's have a, a great time, um, moonwalking and rocking the night away.
0: Exactly, and you've made it like an ex- a bonanza. I mean, everything. Extravagant.
1: Extravaganza. <laughs> mhm.
0: Well, I know. You love to add surprises, and so I don't want to spoil that for you, but this is the uh, 10th year of Michael's passing. So can you share at least a surprise or two? Uh Uh-oh. Or are you something special?
2: Oh, yeah, you know, we're definitely – I'm coming back to where we premiered 10 years ago. So I would not do the show justice if I didn't bring anything new. So definitely we're going to be doing some new pieces, some songs we've never performed before will be added just for this Lehman show again on May 25th at the Lehman center in uh, New York city, the Bronx. But going back to that uh, over the last few years there has been many incarnations of the show. And I'd like to say that I have refined the show to its peak in the last, I think maybe couple of years, but I do plan to spin a lot of what you've seen. If you've seen the show before, and make it different and, and like I said, add more thrills and songs you've never heard before. So you definitely got to come out on May 25th at the Lehman Center in the Bronx.
0: So on top of that, I'll remind people again, hurry and get your tickets before they're gone. You can call 718-960-8833, or you can get them online at www.lehmancenter.org. And I also want to mention... That those that buy the uh, VIP ticket is going to be a special pre-concert VIP reception planned at 6:30. I think it's catered by the Havana Cafe. It's definitely sponsored by Goya Foods and Lehman Center, and I believe the the uh, the reception will host wine and hors d'oeuvres. And also, for getting the VIP tickets, they include. Not only the reception, but the best seats in the house. So, if you're interested in that, make sure you mention that you want VIP tickets when you call the box office. Now, also, Darren, didn't you mention to me that you were holding a special meet and greet of your own after the show? So, tell me about that. Uh, I know you'll be selling merchandise and stuff.
2: Yeah, as you know, Deirdre, as a tribute show, to keep the production alive and And to keep us touring, we sometimes have to self-produce shows in between our presented shows. This is only made possible when patrons support us by purchasing our show merchandise. And we have T-shirts, CDs, DVDs, and Blu-rays of past performances and all kinds of goodies at our merchandise table. But also, I think in the last few years, we've been doing what we call the VI, well, it's really the meet and greet. Uh, And in the last year, I've added, so basically, for an additional fee at the merchandise table, you can meet the artist, and now we'll have a professional photographer take your picture, and we post all of them on the company uh, Facebook page a few days thereafter. And it's been a big hit. Um, if you look at our Facebook page, Invincible Glorious Tribute to Michael Jackson, you'll see some of the uh, past venues and the VIP meet and greet photos. And you definitely should, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: support the company if you can and, and also meet the artist, get autographs, and get your professional photo.
0: And as you say, you get a chance to meet uh, the two performing artists, Pete Carter and Jeffrey Perez and take a picture with them. Well, tell me a little bit about each of their backgrounds.
2: Uh, Pete Carter has been with the show since the, the first version of the production. Um, and Pete Carter is from Tom's River, New Jersey. He's a world-renowned Michael Jackson tribute artist. Um, and he's been in a lot of publications Uh, where they say it's a Michael Jackson sighting, but it's actually Pete Carter, Uh, along Mm. with the fact that uh, he knew Michael personally and Michael actually signed his back and he got it autographed and tattooed on his back uh, prior to his passing. Um, Jeffrey Perez, uh, I think the first person that I used in the production, I thought was the the most authentic-sounding Michael Jackson impersonator, um, and then I, I had another gentleman that I flew in from Norway, who was amazing. And then I, but but the guy from Norway sounded more like Michael Jackson than the first guy, and and but he didn't dance. So I said, okay, Lord, you got to send me to someone that sounds like Michael Jackson,
0: and
2: he can dance like Michael Jackson. And that's when I was shown Jeffrey Perez, and you know Jeffrey was. Uh, diamond in the rough but to me i've groomed him to be uh one of the world's best mj tribute artists and actually probably the most authentic sounding michael jackson impersonator in the world Uh, and and he was recently featured on uh, ellen DeGeneres show uh, for his talents and skills he sounds like he has michael jackson's vocals in his body It's, it's amazing so you definitely have to come out on may 25th and hear jeffrey perez light your soul on fire
0: and you have tell me about the beatbox guy. He also does the, uh, beatboxing. Oh yes,
2: yes. Uh, I've worked with this guy since I think early 2002, and it's two, so that's 17 years. So it's a guy from hmm. the Bronx. His name is Anointed S, and he also was on Ellen with uh, Jeffrey Perez. But Anointed S does the most incredible uh, sounds. Uh, drum percussive sounds, keyboard sounds, vocal sounds, and he can do all these things at once coming out of his mouth, and and, and he does this amazing, heart-filled tribute during the show to Michael Jackson that you, you do not want to miss. As I say again, people from New York, Jersey, Delaware, worldwide, if you can make it to Lehman Center on May 25th, you need to come out and see this amazing production uh, invincible Glorious Tribute to Michael Jackson The number one MJ tribute show In the world The only one that was uh, Actually endorsed by the Jackson family uh, Joe Jackson himself was a, a Great purveyor Of our show and the production He loved it uh, the, the sons have seen our production And they love it And even Catherine has seen the production And loves the show Wow,
0: they gave it a stamp of approval
2: Yes, definitely
0: Well, no matter what people may think of Michael Jackson, he was one of the greatest dancers and talents in the world, and that's what you're highlighting and showing every time you do your Invincible show. And uh, it's really an honor to be able to pay tribute to him after, amazingly, 10 years. doesn't even seem like tons of Can you
2: believe it? (laughs) Can you believe it? 10 years, wow.
0: I know. Well, tell me your personal odyssey with Michael. How did you? What attracted to you? You to him, and did it start in childhood? Uh,
2: my journey started with Michael Jackson in the late '70s. Listening. Well, first of all, I'm a preacher's child, so you know it, it probably was the late '70s I got uh, my indoctrination into really R&B. I think prior to that, all we listened to was gospel records or Christian uh, contemporary. Uh, But I went back and then I listened to all the Motown 70s songs and then uh, I started listening to the Epic Records, uh, the Philly Soul or the Gamble and Huff Productions like Let Me Show You the Way to Go and songs like that. I grew to love them. But I have to say that when they released the Destiny album, which was on Epic Records, I think it was in 77, that was a turning point for me. Blame it on the boogie. Shake your body down to the ground. Destiny, bless his soul. And then when they uh, followed up with triumph, with Can You Feel It and Lovely One, I was just hooked. And if I had to say one word about what drew me to MJ, it would be his perfection, uh, his standard for excellence, his attention to mm. all the details, and always striving to better himself. In the end, I think we were somewhat robbed because of his perfection. I have to admit to you, Deirdre. Um, he never released another album after his 2001 uh, release of Invincible. So that eight years of music that he was working on and trying to refine and perfect and bring to the audience uh, never got released. And that's sad, in my opinion.
0: It is. That is super sad. Do you think that his family will release it down the road?
2: I've heard conflicting reports. Uh, I think there's a lot of hard drives that are missing. Uh, people are holding on to them for whatever reason. I think the whole thing with the estate and how things are going, uh, I, I did read an re- uh, article about the estate, and they said they don't really have a lot of music that they, they will release. I don't think they have the proper, uh, like I said, music tracks. Definitely, Michael mm. Jackson was working on things. I know he was working on things with Akon. I know he was with Will I Am, a lot of different producers. And you know, Michael, just because you just go away from the public spotlight, you don't just give it up. You're 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 in the lab. So you know, he was a creative person. He had to be singing. That's eight years, even if it was only two or three albums worth of material. Which you know, even for the the albums he did release, he created hundreds of songs, and maybe only. 17, 18 were released. So there's a lot of material out there. It's just if people will come forward. I, I know years ago when he first passed, uh, Dark Child, Rodney Jerkins, had said he was going to do a tribute album and do a lot, of, a lot of the songs that he had created for Invincible that Michael didn't use and bring them out, and then all of a sudden everything went hush-hush. Um, so I would love to see uh, the works come out of you know and they they say this about a lot of artists i just want to touch this because this is the same thing with prince who we definitely know had vaults and vaults of music they called his his music library the vault of unreleased stuff because it was so much material but they're just releasing little trinkets you know i don't know what's happening there's so much good material that these guys left behind and um, if i can help bring that to the public i will
0: well, I was hired once uh, by the Duke Ellington family to mm-hmm. try to straighten up his chaos, all his music. And he had a music room and he had all his stuff in there and, and find out what he really had. And he had stuff written on napkins. <laughs> <laughs> just sheets of paper, songs. Wow. Lots of music yeah. just, you know, that has never seen the light of day. Mm. Uh, you know, I gave it all to them in order. But you know, things happen that uh, you know things are left with the family and and things never get done. Right, exactly. But it, you know how that goes. Yes. But yes, putting the is. tribute show together, how did how did you you came up with the idea and it was an idea, but how did you bring it into fruition? That must have taken a lot of work.
2: Well, it definitely took a lot of work. It's always been a labor of love, but the spark started from me. My mother had saved up for us to uh, go see the Victory Tour at Veterans Stadium in Philadelphia. And she saved up for my sister, my girlfriend, myself. We all went to see that. And I was blown away. I mean, you know, this was the heyday thriller was out and Mike was up there singing all the songs and and just embellishing on them with his brothers. And I was just hooked forever. So for me putting this tribute show together, uh, the original idea after watching, I, of course I had to look it up what was out there. Uh, and I and I felt like it, everything was cookie cutter. Like, you know, there's a the guy up there, he kind of looks like Michael, but I'm, I'm not feeling like I'm seeing Michael. And, and I'm, 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 I, I get a feeling like you want to see a show that, if it's about an artist, you want to feel like you're seeing and hearing that artist again. So I realized I had my little niche. So that was the original idea to bring back the spirit and the essence of seeing Michael Jackson live again on stage, like no other show. There's other shows. Uh, there's circus Olay shows, but they're just they dance to the music. They do different edits of the music. So that wasn't my uh, forte. My my thing was to. When you leave Invincible, you feel like you've seen and heard Michael Jackson touch your soul and your spirit one more time. And I wanted people to hear that great voice again and see the moves and the magic. And, and it has been a lot of trial and error. with always wanting to add new segments and songs each year. The show, um, the cast is getting bigger and bigger, and the show is getting longer and longer. So over the past few years, I've been – figuring out how to tailor it down and make it the sweet spot. Uh, so that's that's been my thing over the last few years. And I think we've got to a point where we can call from all the different years of material and cater each performance to each house. And then along with coming back home, which I consider Lehman Center home, you know, I'm coming back home, so I have to bring something new now to Lehman Center. Again, on May 25th, uh, Invincible, glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. You must come out and see it. You need to get your tickets. at LehmanCenter.org. I believe that's the website. Is that correct, Deirdre?
0: Yes, it. and it spells yes. out Lehman, spelled out Center. Yes. So you want
2: Because it's going to be an amazing. Uh, not a
0: preview. Gonna have a feeling.
2: Yes, it's going to be
0: an amazing well, night. I just want to remind people about Michael Jackson's song, so if you don't mind, I'm going to play Smooth Criminal. And here we go.
1: Walking under, until the sun in the window.
0: On tour a lot. Tell me about that. Do, you, do different regions or countries respond to the show in their own unique ways?
2: Ah uh, yes, we have toured all over in the last ten years and played for such amazing audiences and at incredible venues. A few notables uh, that I can think of were the CNE. We actually played in the CNE in Toronto, Canada. And what made this Mm. venue special was uh, it's the actual band shell stage where the Jacksons performed their victory tour. So that was a a bring it home moment to actually play on the same stage that they did uh, years later. And then uh, last year we played in the beautiful Elberg Harper in Iceland. And Mm. the Icelandic audience, they tried to be reserved. Uh, because I guess for theater productions, they are reserved. But by, like, our third number, they lost it. We had them won over. They started shrieking and hollering and acting like most of the audiences when they get to feel that spirit and essence of seeing Michael on stage with Invincible. So that was an amazing – those are two amazing venues out of my 10 years that uh, I can remember, along with Lehman. I mean, Lehman is my bring it home. Like I said, this will be our fourth appearance at the Lehman Center in the Bronx. Invincible, And you need to come out, bring your family. It's a children-friendly show, May 25th at 8 p.m. We'll be rocking the night away at the Lehman Center.
0: And sometimes the kids dress up like Michael, right?
2: Oh, yeah, we love that. And we actually I'll give away one. We have a portion of the show uh, where we let the crowd participate and get up and dance just like Michael. Um, and it's amazing. The people that come out, they dress up and they – they just, they're sitting down for the most of the night, so we give them that chance to explode, and they just, it's like a rocket.
0: Wow. Well, you know, as I said before, the show is really a spectacular extravaganza, blockbuster, but in order to do all that, you have to travel with costumes, set designs, singers, choirs, dancers, choreographers, beatbox guys, souvenirs, and and Michael Jackson memorabilia, how do you pull all that together?
2: Honestly, by the grace of God, let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a lot, you know, different energies, different venues, different productions, the cast and crew are just moving around. Uh, it all comes together. And like I said, it's, it's all uh, because our mission statement is to keep the positive memory of Michael Jackson alive and vibrant in everyone's heart. So definitely by the grace of God that we pull it off. I'd like to give a special thank you to my wife, who for years has done the costuming and kept the costuming right. It's a family operation, and we go in, we execute, and at the end of the day I think we've we've done our job because we've been here for 10
1: years. So I thank her for Mm -hmm. that.
0: And you have a beautiful wife and beautiful children. Thank you uh mention aside from from what you do for the Michael Jackson show. You you are involved in other productions. So let let's talk about that and your association okay. with the Alvin Alley Dance Theater and your upcoming work of the Lazarus ballet.
1: Yes,
2: Lazarus. Lazarus Lazarus, let me say it correctly, is is monumental. Uh I'll do this quick. Uh 2004, I was commissioned by Judith Jamison, who was the then uh, Artistic Director of Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater, uh, to do a piece called Love Stories, which was her, Rennie Harris, and Robert Battle, who's now the current Artistic Director of Alvin Ailey. And, and I got to work with Stevie Wonder Music and uh, mm. do my thing. And that was a that was a blockbuster hit. And then fast forward now, it's the 60th. That was the 45th anniversary of Alvin Ailey, and it, and it was the piece. The, the They had just moved to, I think, 54th Street, the building, Joan Wild Center for Dance. So that was the piece for that um, building. Now, 15 years later, of course, Rennie had done a couple of ballets with them without me, but then he called me and he said, uh, they want me to do – their first two-act ballet, 60 minutes, and it's for their 60th anniversary, and it has to be about uh, Mr. Ailey's life. And I was like, wow, okay, we have to do this. And, you know, normally when you do a ballet for Ailey, just so people know, you only have about a month, month and a half to get it together. That's normally for a 15-, 20-minute ballet. So now you're going from a 15-, 20-minute to an hour, and then you're told to do it on Mr. Ailey's life. I'm like, okay. He told is that me the he's like called
0: Mr. Ailey?
2: No, that's called Lazarus. Lazarus. This is Lazarus. That's still Lazarus. Right. So basically Lazarus Lazarus, the ultimate message is and 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 you have to see the piece. I don't want to give it away. Uh I know it'll be in New York. Uh I think this weekend it's actually playing at NJ Pack uh for Mother's Day, uh on that weekend. That's this weekend. And then also it will be playing uh at city center and at the lincoln center in june so you must see that piece it's the most monumental work probably they actually pair it with their his famous work Revelations. so you see the hour long lazarus and then you see revelations but it's winning accolades worldwide and i wish miss jamison a happy birthday today her birthday is today oh, 10, birthday. My, birthday, my my birthday is tomorrow we're fellow taurians and she just told me it's exploding all over the place. Uh, now, you did mention Mr. Ailey. Mr. Ailey is a documentary done by Insignia Film, Insignia Films. And that's something that um, it, it shows the life of Alvin Ailey and also shows us making the production of Lazarus. So they came into the studio. We were creating things. Uh, they allowed me to go into the archives of Alvin Ailey and uh, use his voice and video. And like I said, you have to see Lazarus when you get a chance. It's an amazing production that I worked on.
0: But you also do diverse things, like so you've done hip hop productions and Love American Style, and I mentioned earlier Morris High's Hot Feed, and worked at the Kennedy Center Honors. When you do these uh, productions, are they are you doing different genres, like lighting, composition, production, or, or what?
2: Pretty pretty much. I, I do lighting and sound, um, thanks to Dr. Rennie Harris. I was a sound engineer, composer, producer. That's my forte. So music composition engineering is my forte. And then I remember back in, in the late 90s, we were out on the road, and the lighting director had to leave. Uh, so Rennie said, hey, um, D, you're going to do lights tomorrow. I said, no, I'm not. I'm doing sound. I'm sound. I'm sound, you know. So of course the lights were already programmed. All I had to do was be like a stage manager, which means you call the different cue numbers. But I learned that, and then it you know grew into me becoming the executive director of Rennie Harris Prominent Pure Movement, and then actually traveling around and having to do all of the lighting duties. And then from there I went to various productions, normally mostly for my sound and composition. But I've also done lighting on a lot of productions like Break the Urban Funk Spectacular, Champions of the Dance, uh, all of the Ill Style and Peace production uh, numbers. I'm the lighting director and sound and and music video production. So I'm I'm pretty much a jack of all trades. And when you get into this business, you're more valuable if you do more things than just one. So I found that a way to stay in the business over the years.
0: Well. That definitely makes sense. Now, your company, Ross Entertainment, you have a a company called Ross Entertainment. Does that primarily uh, represent Invincible, or do you incorporate other projects under that company?
2: Uh, Yes, Ross Live Entertainment uh, right now is entirely Invincible. Uh, But in the next year or so, I will be bringing out another self-produced production, which i love to premiere at the Lehman Center, hint, hint, Ava. (laughs) But, uh, (laughs) yeah, I'm finally going to bring another production to the forefront, and I think this is going to be even bigger than Invincible. Uh, I'm praying on that. But um, for now, we have Invincible. And like I said, every year we do it bigger and better. And on May 25th, again, at the Lehman Center in the Bronx, uh, we're going to bring Michael Jackson to the stage like you've never seen before. If, you, if you're a fan of Michael Jackson music, if you love his videos and want to see them brought to life like no other, if you want to hear the sound of his voice and see those moves, the magic, then get those tickets. You run, jump, hop, get to the uh, theater, and you know, dress up in your best MJ regalia and outfits, and uh, support the company while you're there, also. And, get the meet and greet and we have all kinds of things you can purchase at the merchandise counter but let's have a great night of remembering the music and the magic of michael jackson on may 25th again at the lehman center
0: and i think is it children 12 and under get in for ten dollars at any seat they right. desire
2: and you know ava is has started i wish other theaters took this model uh, i love it i mean it's always been that way whatever seat you purchase. So suppose I think the VIPs are going for maybe I think seventy five dollars. But just think of this. If it's you and then you have three children, then it's only ten more dollars for each of the three children in VIP. So you're only paying that for your ticket. Then the other the other three seats in VIP are only ten dollars a piece if they're twelve and under. That's fabulous. That's amazing yeah, that is... I've never seen that at any venue. I think that's an amazing ticketing strategy. I think it helps families that want to get to the theater, uh, makes it affordable for them to come. I love it. I love it.
0: And it opens up theater for people that wouldn't be able to afford it otherwise.
2: Exactly, exactly.
0: So is there anything I haven't asked that you would like to add before we close the show, Darren?
2: Just said I'm so happy to be on my, I think it's my fourth or fifth interview with you, Miss Shuler. <laughs> um, I appreciate you and love down. you to death. <laughs> yes. Uh, also, this is the 10th anniversary of Michael Jackson's passing. So it's been a while. And we need to come out and remember, like I said, the music and the magic. And we are going to do it really big like no other on May 25th at the Lehman Center. You are going to hear the hits you love and see the videos brought to life like no other so again come out let's celebrate the life and legacy of Michael Jackson on May 25th at the Lima Center Bronx New York and a special special thanks to Miss Ava Bernstein for yet again believing in me and the production and bringing us back for the fourth time
0: and again you guys can call the box office for tickets at 718 960-8833 960 or go online at www.LehmanCenter.org Well, you're a man that is very cognizant of time and this show is about to close its curtains since time has marched on. Now I want to thank you, Darren, for being my guest today and talking about your show, Michael Jackson, his life and his music, and the show, Invincible, a glorious tribute to Michael Jackson. Invincible <laughs> Thank you again for being my guest And I want to thank my listeners For their support in making my topic Topically yours And alas, I'm going to end the show With Michael Jackson Singing Man in the Moon, Mirror Here we go Man in the Mirror